2: now
4: All right, folks, welcome to Nino's Corner.TV. I think this will make fluff, too. I'm joined once again with Ali Siatatan. Did I say that right? Yes. All right, yeah. I'm terrible at last names. But anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about the Nephilim or the giants of old to the hybrids of today. And, you know, Ali, the first thing I think about is how this completely drives a sword into the heart of evolution. Yes, because I, I don't see how it cannot. Because if these beings existed, this goes more st- goes proof to the Bible more than anything, in my opinion.
5: Yeah, I the all the nations talk about them in their writings, like the ancient empires, the Assyrians, the Mesopotamia, the cradle of civilization. They have depictions of them, like sculptings. They they talk about it in their cuneiform tablets. They had kings, like Gilgamesh, so a very famous Nephilim king. Um, lately his tomb was discovered. If people Google tomb of Gilgamesh, BBC article, it's a very important discovery. Um, there is accounts in oral tradition, like in the island of Malta. They you know the Maltese this day. They have There's these giant rock structures. No one knows how these rocks were lifted. And they say, you know what? Uh, there was giants here, and that's who, who built this stuff. That's their old tradition. I, I was once in Persepolis, and I asked this villager there how he thought this was built, and he became very serious, and he said, well, in the ancient cuneiform tablets, it says that there were champions living among them, and these champions were giants. So there's like all the uh, the Greeks called them the titans, you know, the Indian uh, demigods and the Chinese demigods, uh, like you look at the most ancient Indian sacred text, the Reg Veda, it is the worship of Indra, and Indra is a demigod. His uh, One of his parents is a god, quote-unquote, quote and the mother is like human. So this is a phenomenon of these hybrids that are partly this, other, and partly human. is recorded in the writings of all the nations and all the civilizations, and it's handed down in oral tradition. And as you mentioned, it's also in the Bible, starting in the book of Genesis. Um, in Genesis chapter 6, and it goes on and it tells us the origin, why they were created, who created them, uh, what's their purpose, and even prophetically, we're, we're told that they're going to make a comeback in, in the end time. So it, it's, it's a well-documented phenomenon. Everyone believed in it, really. You know, it's funny how we have this view of the world, not realizing that it was put in our heads from the days of the age of enlightenment, you know, like the 18th century Europe where we start to see the Bible put aside philosophy, human reasoning, logic, science take over, gradually a worldview is created for us that there's nothing other than us. Oh, and maybe recently there's some aliens, E.T.,
4: right? That's kind that we of- evolved from monkeys, although there's still monkeys everywhere. We evolved from that, and we are now, we became, forget the missing link, let's just brush that on the rug. But you know what I'm saying? So, like, this to me is huge. This is a huge a uh, discussion that we're having right now especially for my audience because it, it I don't believe in evolution I believe in creationism I can't explain it correctly you know I don't have the, the uh, you know I can't sit down and 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 talk to somebody and like you do like you have the knowledge to do this but for me it's like I just know inside I go that doesn't sound right to me it doesn't make any sense it's like why are there still monkeys running around we came from monkeys it doesn't make any sense to me
5: yeah You know, for instance, this whole modern-day UFO phenomenon that um, people have looked into in great detail that are, uh, you know, good, honest researchers, like Dr. David Jacobs from Temple University, or Johnny Mac, head of psychiatry at Harvard, uh, Bud Hopkins, great artist who really coined the term hybrid. And when you look into the phenomenon, it's very strange, and people don't know about this, Uh, I mean, some people do, but… You, when you look into the UFO phenomenon, the heart of it is the abductions, and the heart and the purpose of the abductions, as you dig deep, is actually the uh, account of very honest people who are very normal people, people who have very important jobs—judges, lawyers, um, uh, pilots, um, uh, teachers, uh, police officers. Now, these are the people that get abducted. Like these are people that have very important jobs. They—the story goes to the creation of hybrids. That's what eventually comes out. If people go on my website, thinkagainproductions.com, they can click on the photo gallery and I have all these pictures given to me by abductees where you can see these hybrids. And you think, this is so strange, you know. Well, Aliens have come out of nowhere to create hybrids. Well, actually, this is not a new thing. This is a consistent um, phenomenon throughout human history. Um, and so for us... The modern reality of hybrids and the fact that, you know, we can see that happening in our age suddenly made the previous recorded accounts of hybrids throughout the ages also possible and very real. And, you know, in in the 1990s, when I was looking at this, there was the search engine was Yahoo and Google hadn't been invented yet. And when I went and typed in Nephilim, it said zero search results found. Wow. Yeah. What was this? This was 1997. Okay, and and then today, when I look back, I mean today, when I uh, you go on Google, there's like millions. You really can see the awareness. I've I've watched. You know, there was a time where I would say to people, in "Nephilim," and they'd be like. What did you say? You coughing something stuff in your throat. I've witnessed the entire, you know, awareness go. So this is something that is very important, and I think uh, God wants us to know about it. So let's 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 kind of dig into it and start from the beginning, if you're okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Jesus, uh, as asked by his disciples, tell us about the events of the end of this age and of your return, and he. Gives this very important speech. It's in Matthew 24. And suddenly he says, For just as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. So, for just as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Which means that somehow he's turning us into the days of Noah. And now, the way the Jewish mind worked was that the ages that are recorded in the Bible, like the age of the Exodus, you know, there's a Passover lamb. These ages are actually recorded for us because... Your, your phone's going off. Yeah, sorry, you got to give you one second. So, I'm just going to talk for the sake of time while I'm dealing with this. Basically, um, actually... So basically, um, the days, the way that the Jewish mind was looking at the ages of history, according the Bible, is that they are reason. The reason they're in the Bible is because they tell us about a future age that will be similar to it, but on a larger scale. So God has put all these different ages in the Bible. Of all the things that have happened in history, why are the days of Noah recorded? Why is the story of the Passover, uh, the Exodus, recorded? Why is Other stories in the Bible recorded historically because they're actually pregnant with the algorithm, with the architecture of the future ages of history. Mm -hmm. So the story um you know uh of of the passover lamb you know leading you know being how the jews get out of egypt into into freedom where jesus suddenly makes himself the passover lamb he is the deliverer he comes to remove us from you know the empire of the final war leader so the story of the pharaoh and his empire and the gods that were behind him and the passover lamb the story of the exodus is a small version of the larger story of the end times got you you see So suddenly here, when Jesus says it will be like the days of Noah, so now the reader has to go back to the days of Noah and say, well, what were the days of Noah like? Because that will give us a clue concerning the days of the coming of the Son of Man. He's making that statement. Now, the days of Noah were... I would imagine, though, the days of Noah, human beings,
4: if they were living with these giants, among these giants, it had to be very fearful times. I mean... You know, I was watching that uh, that document well, a documentary with uh, Z Marzuli, I think it's Marzuli, uh, talking about interviewing the the guys that shot the Afghan giant. The tr- like some of the troops they had their faces blurred out, this and that, and they were saying like this giant that attacked the troops was eating the people, like he's a cannibal. Right. So back in those days, I couldn't imagine living among these giants that were twelve feet, fifteen feet. What? Well, how tall were these giants? How big yeah, were they? Yeah, that, and were that, they cannibals?
5: Yeah. So um, it says in the book of Enoch, which is a book that was written at a time where these giants were living on the earth uh, in the days of Noah, that people prayed to God and eventually their prayers were heard because there was nothing left. For them to eat they were devouring everything you know everything you made they ate your foot whatever you made in the field so you so know before the flood god allowed humans to live hundreds of years we were closer to the angelic world because we were we are of the world of god and angels we were closer to the original creation people lived hundreds of years we had tremendous amount of knowledge and wisdom and you know people were building all kinds of interesting stuff and these guys these fallen angels that are called the sons of God, they came, and and we were much closer to them. We are also called the sons of God in the Bible, and they are called the sons of God. And obviously, we're genetically compatible, because they could have sexual relations with us.
4: But uh, and- Okay, but so that's where I kind of get thrown off, because how does a giant have sex with a regular human being? I mean, come on. I'm sure a lot of my audience is thinking the same thing. I don't see how that happens.
5: Yeah, the fallen angels, uh, how did the fallen angels have relations with human beings? You know, we, we don't have that detail, but we know that's It's
4: that, a big detail, if you know what I'm saying.
5: Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the, giants, the giants are the offsprings, right? The the sons of God are the dads, uh, the humans, the, uh, you know, the females, and then they have offsprings, they're giants. So the question is, how did the woman give birth to this and, we, you know, would be able to carry on? Maybe they do most of their growing up after they're born. Because there's only so far they can grow in the womb. Who knows? I mean, we'd have to kind of go back to that. Um, So these guys, uh, it seems that some of the women saw it as a form of climbing the social ladder. So when you are now having relations with these fallen angels, the same way that in the modern-day abduction phenomena, some of the uh, uh, women who get pregnant, they end up considering themselves as contactees they call themselves Mm. they're kind of blessed they are the heart they're the ones who are going to bring the next age of the human race they've been chosen and it seems that in the ancient world there was a bit of this as well that some of the women were like you know forget you i get to go with this guy i'm I'm moving up the social ladder so these guys um, had the relations and that created an empire a kingdom they were they were kings, and that led to the flood. God sent the flood to purge the world of the world of the sons of God and hybrids. The, it says that God put the spirit of mutual destruction in the hearts of the hybrids. They killed each other of the Nephilim. But their spirits, which were part angelic, continue to roam the earth. And that is the origin of evil spirits. You know, when Jesus casts out evil spirits, that's where it comes from. And and that's why he's casting them out. He's casting out The remnants of a competing kingdom structure Mm. because he is the king and he has arrived and he's now going to push back the other kingdom. That's kind of what's really happening. This is all an extension of an intrusion from an enemy that is trying to change the plans that God has for the human race according to his own will. We are in a war, there are kings involved, there are powers involved, and so these are not. Just strange stories. These are pieces of a a, a single puzzle. And then God sends the flood. But it says in the book of Genesis that this happened um, then and afterwards. Uh, I'll read it just one line. Um, It says, The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward whenever the sons of God came to the daughters of men and gave birth to them. Those were the mighty men of old, men of renown. So they lived then and afterwards, whenever the sons of God came, the daughters of men. So after the flood, we see the re-emergence of these hybrids, and we see them recorded in the writings of the ancient civilizations of Mesopotamia, like Gilgamesh I mentioned. And in, uh, coming forward in the Bible, there's Goliath, who is a descendant of Nephilim, and there are many other Nephilim you mentioned in the Bible, they have six toes, for instance. Uh, we have uh, documents from the Middle East where these guys were hired as mercenaries to shift the balance of power between competing human tribes. And that's what Goliath and his four brothers were. They were hired by the Philistines as champions. The way that you went to war is your champions fought, and if you know won one won against the other, it meant that you know the higher powers wanted this tribe to be victorious. So everybody else didn't go to war. You, you kind of saved, and that's why David and Goliath the idea is that once David wins, you know, that the victory is on this side. So um, the Philistines had hired Goliath and his family. So they lived among us, they ruled over us, and then they existed before the flood and after the flood. That must have been a living hell. The, yeah, so the, the, their bloodlines got mixed with human bloodlines. And they some of those bloodlines continue to be very important bloodlines to this day. Um, now prophetically, this is where uh, it brings us into the modern day. Jesus said it would be like the days of Noah. Now, if you go to Daniel chapter two, it has a very interesting prophecy of the sequence of world empires until the second coming happens, and there are four empires, and in the, at the in the last empire where we are today, it says that there's going to be ten kings. And right before explaining this ten kings that are going to rule the earth and then the Messiah is going to come to defeat them, it says they shall mingle their seed with the seed of man, but it shall not adhere, as iron does not adhere to clay. And when it says they shall mingle their seed, the word in Hebrew used is the masculine plural pronoun. It's like saying the he's. So something other than man is going to mingle its seed and then the modern-day abduction phenomenon suddenly if jesus says it will be like the days of noah daniel says the final empire will have this phenomenon an uptick of it and suddenly this whole thing appears and when we look into it we see that they're abducting people and what are they doing they're removing seed they attach the men to a machine they look into your eyes and people ejaculate and they take that semen and then they put it inside of a human woman and women go to the doctor and they say i'm pregnant uh, or you know, the doctor says, "Congratulations, you're pregnant." They're like, "Well, that's impossible. I, I didn't have had sex in ten years. What's going on?" The doctor says, "I don't know. You're pregnant." And would they abduct people at the end of the first trimester and remove the fetus, and then the woman goes and the doctor says, "I'm sorry, you had a miscarriage." And she, she's like, "If I'd know, if I'd have a miscarriage." And so they get diagnosed with pseudocyesis, which is you you want to get pregnant so badly that your blood. You know, your hormones, they hmm. exhibited the symptoms of pregnancy. And these women are like, I had no desire to get pregnant. So this is a real modern-day phenomenon. They're harvesting the in, in the human genome. But this time, they're doing it in the lab because they're creating hybrids that look like us. You know, and... And, and the t-
4: purpose of this is? The purpose for them to want to intercept our DNA
5: and make it them? Why? Right. So So... We can speculate on, on, on that. So in, in the Bible, they appear many times and they have different purposes every time. They fight with Abraham when God puts his hand on him. They decide to you know, destroy the Messianic line in the days of Noah. But it says that Noah was not contaminated by this. So the line continued through him. When God reveals to Abraham that he was going to give his children the land of Israel... They fill the land with these giants. And so uh, when the uh, the Hebrews come out of Egypt, they get to the land and they're too afraid. They go in, they say, wow, there's these giants on the land. This, they're the Anakim, the sons of Anak, the Raphaim, the Zanzumim. Um, and they, they say, you know, we're not going to be able to take these guys. And that lack of faith costs them 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. And so every time God, you know, reveals his plan, um, the enemy puts these obstacles on the way that involve these giants. Um, There are other things that come also on the way, but this is one of them. So in our age, why is this happening today? Well, the fact that they're creating them in a laboratory and they're making them look like us is different from the giants of old. They walk among us and I mean, there's tons of stories of people who are abducted saying now they want us to get them social security numbers, driver's licenses, that's a big deal. Um, I was at a conference once and I was revealing this information and this woman came up to me afterwards and she said, you know, why do you speak ill of them? I've known these hybrids from birth and my family's always been involved in this. And she said, I live in this subdivision and there's tons of them. And they, you know, say hi to me. It's a very hush, hush thing. Like you're not, they don't want us to get out. Um, and, th- and it was interesting because that's what the researchers say, that that. Would the abductees say, you know, these guys live together in a home? They're sometimes taken into the home and say, "Have we decorated it properly?" You know, uh, and you know, and so the abductees will say, "Well, there's no television. You need a TV. Everyone has a TV," and they're telepathic, right? Like their fathers, the sons of God, and so they they suck information out. But after I did this whole thing, my office was attacked, and I and my laptop was was stolen. I had two laptops; that were stolen. And the doors were glued. It was very interesting. I, I felt it was, there was a connection, like they were saying, you know, don't talk about this. But it was a subdivision near the city where I live. This woman said there's tons of them living there. So they're infiltrating us and we don't see them like the giants of old because this time they're made in a laboratory. And this is the prophecy given in Daniel and by Jesus that the days of Noah would happen in our time, one of the historical ages of the past. Oh, let me ask you this. Like, so in the
4: days of Noah with the flood and all that, were they, were they sent into exile, sent underground? Do they live underground? I
5: mean, they're, so they're obviously they're similar. On. Are they on another planet? Are they underground? So the hybrids themselves... It says in the book of Enoch that God put the spirit of mutual destruction in their hearts. They killed each other. Their spirits that come from their angelic side roam the earth, and that's what Jesus was casting out. And their parents, the sons of God, the fallen angels, they were arrested and chained. And some of them are underground. And um, Jude in the New Testament talks about that. So does Peter. And um, in the book of Revelation, we are told that four of them will be released at the end of the age, and they're going to lead uh, nations into massive wars.
4: Let me ask you this: you know, there's a lot of talk on cryptoids, right? Bigfoot, uh, creatures of that nature. You know, people see them once, or they're very elusive. And I think well, probably they go underground. I think are they could be part of this nephilim? Do you think they could be part of that? That the lineage, or the, the, are they the Nephilim? I mean,
5: yeah, yeah it's, it's possible, but the modern day Nephilim look like us.
4: And but these, we, but these creatures, like Bigfoot, whatever, they, yeah, there has know. to be somewhere for them because the, I've seen videos and all over the internet now where you see them. They're, they're, you know, they're, 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 they exist. I have no doubt that they exist. I know they're very elusive, but could they be part of the Nephilim lineage? Could they be going underground, come resurfacing, coming back? That's why you never can. Find them.
5: <laughs> that, that's so under. There are underground bases. Okay. And the parents, the fallen angels, they have the underground bases. The the hybrids, they are kind of this lower order of beings, and they always get killed in the Bible. Abraham kills them. The sons of Israel destroy them when they go into the land. God kills them with the flood. And these these kings that are emerging. So it's interesting that it says there are going to be ten. ten
2: Wow.
1: fighterflare.com. flare.com
5: hybrid kings coming to power and the leader is going to be the seed of the serpent meaning that a hybrid of satan himself was going to be the final world leader so we're going to be, and this idea that even in the past hybrids were kings, nephilim were kings, like in the story of Gilgamesh, and their other stories as well. They were champions, they are warriors. They're not, they're not kind of the way we imagine them in the sense that they're just like dumb and stupid, and or or just they kind of they are actually intelligent, and and they can communicate and they can rule. There was Og, king of Bashan, Sihon, two very important kings that were killed by the Hebrews. And there's lots of archaeology in the north of Israel in a place called. Um, uh Raphael Gilgal, where there are remnants of this massive tomb that people believe is the tomb of Og, the king mm-hmm. of Vershan, and it says that his yes his he was he was his bed or his uh, the bed from where he ruled was nine foot tall, so there's a reemergence of this phenomenon that's recorded by all the nations so one of the ways that the fallen angels you know influenced the human race was by now you're saying why is this happening? I want to come back to that so we were, Adam was made in the image of God, and we are the children of the one who was made in the image of God. These guys are creating humans in their own image. Uh, they are touching playing God. Playing They're God. playing God. They're playing God, exactly. And, and they want to be the ones, you know, who extend them. So I think the modern day phenomenon is about um, a new kind of world order that's going to rise. They're influ- influencing the culture, the thinking. And When the signal is given, it's a program that has a middle, beginning, and end type of thing, like a beginning, middle, and end. It has started, and it was developed. Now they're infiltrating, and now what is the end? We'll see, but they may be coming up to influence a culture to take uh, part in, in leadership. And to rally the world against the second coming, as well as to replace the human race with the vision of a new, more evolved race, which is a mixture of us and them. I suspect that as we go deeper into, into this age of history, there's going to be more and more of this UFO connection. You know, I'm, I'm at someone else's house, and as I was getting ready for this show, I realized that there are no plugs in anywhere where I can sit and plug. So I, I charged my laptop as much as I could. But it's, but it's yeah. only 3%, so I'm just going to walk over to this plug. Oh, that's fine. That's fine, okay. Yeah. And, and put it in. So, um, another reason for their existence in our age could be the idea of uh, army. There's going to be a war. There's going to be a battle of Armageddon. It's an angelic battle. God and That will is arrive. coming. That is coming. God will arrive with his angels And there'll be the fallen angels here, their chosen leader, and their armies. And perhaps these guys are also here to man that army of the end of the age. Do you think the propaganda
4: that's coming out right now, like that so much, we're being inundated with this propaganda. I was uh, talking to Laura Singer, who's uh, I just had her on, and and we were talking about this. And she was talking about the Nephilim and Mount Heron. Heron? Mount Heron? It's yes. like one of the is ground zero for the Nephilim. Hermon, machines. yeah. Hermon, yeah. yeah. And uh, we are talking about it. And, and do you think some of this propaganda that's coming out on Netflix, like hybrids and um, and this this whole LGBTQ thing, the whole thing is kind of conditioning us
5: for this? I think so. I think so. I think it's at the undertow of that. Uh, so it, it, they're changing the nature of reality the way God created it, right? Confusing us. Confusing us. And you know, when you look at the the, another age of history that the Bible references about the Antichrist is the days of the destruction or the days that led to Hanukkah, the rededication of the temple. That's what Hanukkah is. Jesus attended that festivity in Israel, Hanukkah, but the story that led to it was this evil guy that came to power, Antiochus Epiphanes. And Jesus said that that the final world leader would be like Antiochus Epiphanes when you go back and look at Antiochus Epiphanes you see that he came into Israel by ruse he um, suggested that they put away the worship of their God he changed the priesthood he put his own guys in the power of the priesthood and eventually he brought this darkness over the land Where um, then, and he took over so he didn't come to a people who didn't know God he came to a people whose mind had been altered concerning their God And so I think that if we are to take a clue from that age of history now, because Jesus references it in Matthew 24 as well, then we are going to first see that the Western world that has had this Judeo-Christian heritage and the knowledge of the Bible, our worldview has to first be transformed before these guys can assert themselves completely. So we can
4: accept them. So we can accept them.
5: We can accept it. And we can accept their version of reality. So
4: maybe they're going to make these, or 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 like you know, the alien deceptions coming. It's already starting. You see it on Fox News, CNN. They're talking about UFO disclosure. Oh, we're seeing. So is this all part of it? This is all leading up to these hybrids
5: coming back, so that we accept them into our lives. Exactly. So so we'll see how exactly the hybrid part plays out. But that said, it's part of the deception. Jesus said that it would be the age of deception. In Matthew 24, he begins and ends his speech by saying, be aware not to be deceived, which implies it's going to be a time of great deception. And so there, the, the alien deception were the fallen angels who present themselves as gods, for the people of the ancient world, they're rebranding as aliens. And these Nephilim uh, you know, are no longer looking like scary giants because they're creating a laboratory this time around. And they're going to have a purpose as part of this new world order that these guys are putting because it says that the final one, the seed of the serpent, that guy, it says that the dragon will give him all his power and authority, which means that he's going to make an quote unquote alien connection. It says that he does lying signs and wonders and makes fire come from the sky. So, so he's a hybrid. He's got the power of of the chief of these guys, you know, uh, and he might make a connection. So these guys are going to really come strong with the delusion of we are here and these alien friends are here and we're going to help usher in a new age of humanity and be aware of the ones that are coming, you know, which are the good guys, but they're going to make him look like the bad guys. So this is this reemergence of the hybrids in our age is going to be a very important part of this deception structure. Exactly how, we'll have to wait and see. But it's important that God is really lifting this up and saying, be aware of this, because I've seen how it's exploded, and that there's a record, not only in the Bible, but in all the nations. And then today we see it also being recorded, and people need to be aware that this has been a part of our history, because we are of the world of God and angels, and we're involved in a crazy cosmic story.
4: So is this... this are they coming from outer space? Are they coming from another dimension? Are they coming from underground?
5: Where are they coming from? They're created All of above, so they're created in in spaceships. Um, when humans are abducted, they're taken into these ships by the greys, mainly by the greys, correct? Yes, the greys. Those, those would be like the worker bees for them. Yes. Yeah. So one theory is that the greys are lower grade hybrids who were created for the purpose of of facilitating the machinery of the abduction phenomena. They're then, you know, taken up uh, humans into these ships. That's where all these experiments are happening. There are rooms where when the fetus is extracted, they're put inside these rooms and I have pictures of this on the website. And you can see them kind of develop into full term. And the women are also told to hold them. So skin on skin contact is necessary. And then um, the ones that look the most like us, they make the cut. Now, when people are abducted, they are taken up to humanize these hybrids. So little human children are play with human abductees so that they can learn how to be human. There's rooms with toys. As you become a teenager and older, you have romances with them. Mm-hmm. And eventually they learn, they ask you all kinds of questions about life, how things work, what is music, what's religion, what's this. And then they also come to work with you and now it's all about integration. It's no longer about creation hybrids. The latest research is about
4: but the main objective, there's no, nothing there's nothing sweet or nice about this. It's to destroy
5: God's DNA, destroy God's creation, correct? I mean, the, new the world. Bottom line. Create replace us with a new world. So on the top of the food chain you have the fallen angels, then you have their hybrid offsprings and the bloodlines from old that continue to have that bloodline. Then you have the humans that buy into it and then you have the humans that don't buy into it which are the enemies this would be kind of the hierarchy how far um, away are we from that you think um, I think that we, we are we are in the 1930s, thir- in the 2030s we're going to see a, the rise of this dictatorship of this world leader and um, I think we're you know we'll see how the 2020s goes depending on what happens I, I can give you a better response but I think we're very close. And I think this change in culture, this weird, massive change that we're seeing about, you know, all of these different uh, sexuality and the nature of uh, um, gender and all that stuff, I think it's related to this. To this, I agree. Um, now, it's very important to understand that God isn't controlled. That the good guys are stronger than the bad guys. That they're much larger in number. The reason this is important to us, or to me is because it's one more piece of the puzzle, the signs of the times, uh, the reality and the truthfulness of the Bible. Um, it, it, it is kind of a check mark for me. Wow, even something as weird and strange as this recording the Bible is actually happening in our world, and researchers are talking about it. They don't understand it from this point of view, but they're talking about it. And, wow. So the Bible is true. So we are on the verge of, of a massive uh, transformation with the second coming and a new age of history. God is in control. So all the stories about God loving us and reaching into our lives with his spirit, with his angels, his presence, giving us eternal life and placing us part of a cosmic order for which he created us. Then all of that story is true. Right. So it's, this for me is just a piece of a puzzle that makes the larger good news story come to life, uh, you know, um, I look at it that way. It, why is this even happening to us? Because we are really the sons of God and there really is a destiny that we have. And there are these forces that covet our destiny for themselves and they're trying to stop it. They existed before we were created, but they're conscious beings with will like us. And we were born into this story. And now the Bible kind of gives us our past, leads us to the present moment. And even tells us the future prophetically, but ultimately it's about our identity. Who are we? We are the children of God. The earth is the incubation chamber, the birthplace of the immortal sons of God who are destined to govern the angels, to bring God's instructions to the rest of the creation. That's why we remain the image of God. We are his image bearers, and this is the destiny that these guys coveted for themselves. So they've, they're trying to do their best. They're filling the world with all kinds of lies, but... You know, it's the good news that I focus on, not kind of the scary, you know, stuff. These guys, they have their own nutty mind, but they're not gonna win, right? God's right. will will prevail. So let's look let's go back to the days of Noah.
4: God uh rid the filth before he the flood, right? That was what got rid of these giants, these hybrids, was the flood, right? So yeah. where did they go? Did they go under what
5: what is what is your science? So take the giants the giants, they killed each other. God put the spirit of mutual destruction in their hearts, it says in the book of Enoch. Okay. Their spirits roamed the earth because they have an angelic parent. Those would be the lighter souls, demonic souls? Those would be the demons, the, the evil. Demons. Okay. But then their parents, not the hybrids, but their daddies. Their daddies, they're called the sons of God, the fallen angels. They were chained. And put underground some of them. In now, I think God may have used the. Tectonic this could plate. very well be literal. No, it's literal. God, yeah. I can used the tectonic plate of the earth to put them, you know, underground. I'll tell you a story. This guy once came into my business a long time ago, and he wanted to rent space. And once I got to know him very quickly, I realized I don't want to deal with this guy. And he kept coming every day. He was like persecuting me, you know. And then one day, he revealed something about me, like a personal thing. And I thought, well, I've experienced this once before. Usually when this happens, the person has a spirit. Something's talking to him. And then he said to me, you know, um, Lacus, Ontario, they took one of them there. And I was like, what? Lacus, Ontario? He said, he said you know, Titan, they, put, they took one on to Titan. I said, Titan? What's Titan? He said, you don't know about Titan? I said, no he said it's one of the moons of jupiter and they took one of these ancient uh you know sons of god not the giant their daddies he said they came they took him he was a strong one they they took him by the arms and they took him to titan and they left him there now that's really interesting because i looked it up there really is a moon of jupiter now jupiter is the name of the leader of the fallen angels you know in uh roman uh pantheon it's 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 a symbol of satan titan this moon that is the greek name for these hybrids they're called the titans we call them nephilim in hebrew but in but it's titan you know hybrid in english titan and so i looked it up and there was a giant lake there that is called lacus ontario because it looks like lake ontario but it's made of gas that's always in a frozen state like minus 200 Celsius. you throw anything in there it freezes and the idea that they might have So so I think that God used his physical creation, because these these guys are physical beings and they had sex with humans, they created a kingdom on this earth. He's using his actual physical creation as a prison. Some of them, I think, are imprisoned under the tectonic plates of the earth. And that's why it says in the book of of Revelation, that four are released from the river Euphrates at the end of the age. It says that in the book of Revelation, and you think, because the book of Revelation is constantly referencing... Mainly the Old Testament. And you think, where is this ever mentioned in the Old Testament? It's not. In the book of Enoch it is, which is quoted by the Bible, that these guys were arrested and chained. And Peter alludes to it. And he and he uses the word Tartarus. And Tartarus was an underground place. It wasn't Hades. Hades was, was where these guys, I think, are functioning from. These guys have bases in the ground. We see spaceships. I saw a spaceship go into the ground. Others talk about coming out of waterways, out of you know the middle of the Amazon and other places coming out of the water. So they have a whole you know world un- under the ground where they're mm-hmm. functioning. Mm-hmm. But there's this other imprisonment place, Tarsus, where they're actually uh, kept in chains. And so God, I think, put some under the ground and he used a teutonic plate. And maybe this guy was right. Maybe one of them was thrown in that frozen lake in Titan where he's still today. So God is using... You know his physical creation as as a prison, and Jesus, you know, may have visited them because that's what Peter says, in that he went and talked to them. Maybe he went and gave them their mission. I don't know because four of them are going to be released, and they're going to create wars. And why would God release four of these guys at the end of the age? It seems that it's a time of judgment and purging. Now. You can't kill Hitler when he is in, 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 uh, two years old. Uh, right. He's got to grow up and do what he did, and then he gets judged. And so this is a time of judgment, and God is saying, okay, let's let's do this. And so when these guys come and they tempt the armies of, of these nations to rise in war, they meet God's judgment, and the earth is purged of this evil. They have a purpose to play as part of the Persian. They all have
3: roles to play.
5: They'll have roles to play. And so these things that have been mysteries in the Bible are being revealed to our generation because we are the generation that actually needs to understand this because of what is happening in our world, the re-emergence of these guys and where it's all headed and the role they're going to play. And so it's very important to understand this is not strange, funny stories. This is a pieces of a puzzle that forms a single story, which is the story of the Bible. And the story of the Bible, if it's real... It really is revealing something tremendously important about us, about the meaning of life, about the origins of the human race, about our identity, about our destiny, about the character of God, about the nature of reality. And these things are important. They, they fulfill us. It's very fulfilling to understand these things. It gives our lives direction, our hearts and minds direction. It, it's a process of healing us and of you know returning us to the original creation and to reinserting us in the cosmic destiny that we had. And yes, there's a competing kingdom, and it's trying to influence it, and, and there are different ways it's influencing it, and one of it is by the creation of hybrids. It's been recorded throughout the ages, and we see it today as well, and prophetically. We so were-
4: the, let me ask you this. Why wouldn't they just come and just wipe out humanity and just take over? Why do they need to infiltrate
5: us and right. take DNA? That's a good question. So the, it seems that, first of all, there are rules to this war. Like, for instance, God says to Satan, you know, where were you? And Satan says, I was walking to and fro the earth. And God says, well, have you seen my servant Job? And then Satan says, well, you've, you've blessed him with everything. Because, you know, Satan is saying humanity is not worthy of the destiny you have for them. And then God is saying, well, have you seen Job? And then uh, God says to Satan, okay, you can go ahead and do what you need to do with Job. Let's test him. But you can't... Um, Touch his health. So Satan comes and destroys Job's family and takes all his wealth away from him. And then God says, You see, he didn't curse me. And Satan says, Yes, but if you take a man's health, he'll definitely curse you. So God says, Okay, you can take his health, but he can't take his life. So it seems that God decides the boundaries of the rules of this war. That Satan can't just do anything he wants. He's you know He has boundaries that God is setting up. So these guys have boundaries in what they're allowed to do on this earth, that's one answer to your question. There are rules to this war. Second, we're not as weak as one may think. We are the children of the one who's made into God. We have a destiny. God's angels, his spirit, his presence, his commandment. One of us, one of us at the end of the day, a Judean from the tribe of Judah, one of us is sitting on the throne of the universe. He's the son of God, but he's also the son of man. There's a human being sitting on the throne of the universe right now jesus christ jesus christ and so we are not as weak these guys can't just barge in and do whatever they want you know if they do we might rise you know because we're so much more numerous and that's you, why they're conditioning us they that's why they're conditioning us it would be freaky you know for us to, to see these guys it doesn't matter what you believe in we're all just go let's rise right so so they, they, we're powerful, there are rules, so they have to come in through deception.
4: That's so interesting. So we're going to do a series on this, correct? Yes. What's the next one? So this is series one. This is uh, from the giants of old to the hybrids of today. What's series two going to be? Okay,
5: I think we should now cover their parents because they had a very important career. They, they have influenced humanity even more than the Nephilim, the sons of God. So And now once we put the two together the picture will become more clear. So their their offsprings were called the Giants of Nephilim, but their daddies were called the Sons of God or the Gods of the Nations. And they are the ones that are reinventing themselves as modern-day aliens. And so now let's look at their career from the beginning of history to the But their. that will be Series 2? Yes. Okay. Let's do that. Where can people find you, Ali? At thinkagainproductions.com. You can... Watch my documentary on the front page. You can leave a donation at the bottom. You can also join my patron. If you want to join my patron account, I have an audio series that's coming up. Just email me through the website, and I'll send the link to you. Um, and, uh, yeah, thinkagainproductions.com. Sign up for the newsletter.
4: Okay, so let's do it. part two. We're going to be doing a, a segment two coming up probably in the next couple of weeks. Perfect. Okay, so I'll give you time to prepare. I know you don't need it, yeah, yeah. but I, know I find this stuff fascinating, and... This, to me, is true history. Yeah. And uh, it all coincides with the Bible. So I love it, man. Thank you, Ali, so much for coming on. This will be on NinosCorner.tv and my YouTube. I'm going to put it on both. All right, folks. Thank you, Ali. I'll keep in touch with you. Thank you. See you soon. All right. God bless, sir.